Team Talk, episode 16, Enter the Intern. All right, I'm sitting here with the intern. Yep. Josh or Joshua. How, how would you prefer to be known today? Why don't you introduce yourself? Um, yeah, no, Josh is good. Okay. Um, yeah, Livia and Hermanus. Okay, what's your surname? <laughs> um, Van Reinsberg. Oh. <laughs> few, few rolling R's in there. Okay, it's good. Fine. It's fine. It it's sounds, an easy one. It sounds nice. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Not necessarily... How, how much... Never mind, I'll leave that question for later. I was going to ask, how many other Van Ren... Oh my goodness, I just messed it up. Van Rensburgs do you know? Is this um, a common surname? I don't think it's as common as like a Van der Merwe or something That's like that true. in, no, that is in true. Afrikaans, but it's uh, it's fairly common. Yeah. Um, you'd mostly find Janse van Rensburg. Okay. Um, whereas I'm just van just Rensburg. Just We don't have yeah. a Janse. What's Janse? I think it's just like a different variation different. Okay. of... Okay, and you were born, you were a baby once? I was. Where, where were you a baby at? I was born Boxburg. Okay. Baby in Germiston, all this is in Joburg. Okay. Um, kind of grew up in the nicer valley in four ways. Okay. <laughs> and then moved to Randburg, which is a nicer Afrikaans suburb, and then okay. from there moved down to Armanus. Yeah. Okay. Now, and you've already stated it, you um, are not a native, well, you are a native English speaker, that's rude. No, no, I'm not. <laughs> I was I was turned into an Afrikaans person that could speak English. I see. Okay. Which which was probably a wise decision <laughs> from my parents' side. I mean, I don't think I I had a say in that. Okay. But um, yeah, no, I think I think I can handle myself with the with okay. the English. All right. No, I think uh, hey, I think you do well. You preached yesterday. True. True. Um, you did a good job. I understood all your words. Yes. yes. Um. That's not like my highest compliment for your sermon. <laughs> I have other higher compliments too that I could, I don't know. I don't want to get too embarrassing. I don't want to dote on you too much. Give you a big head. Nice. No, that's good. That's good. Okay. Keep it humble. I noticed that you haven't been gymming as much lately. I don't know if you've been like strengthening your neck. That's why I don't want to give you as a big head. <laughs> no, no, no. I've been out of the gym. You need, need to keep my head small. <laughs> Neck muscles are gonna gonna give in soon if you carry on. Okay, so when did you move to Hermanus then? Twenty fourteen, so that would be my grade ten year. Okay. Yeah. And I always I always have trouble coming to terms with this, not because I'm afraid of getting older, but because I look at you, I look at me, and I know that there's a difference. But what year were you born? Uh nineteen ninety-eight. That is insane. Even, I mean, th- that's the third time you've told me that. And I still have trouble grasping the fact that there were humans that were born in the late 90s. Mm-hmm. So, well, I mean, I struggle with that myself if I look at people that were born in 2010. Yeah. That doesn't make sense. Uh, yeah, no, it's true. Sure. Okay, so you're a little bit younger than me by 12 years. Mm-hmm. Sure. Congratulations, by the Thank way. Thank you. You just turned 24. I did. I did. Yeah. How, how's, how's 24 treating you? Oh, it's rough. It's Dude. weird. It's, this is the first, like, 
birthday where I actually feel older. Yeah. 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 You okay, so so okay, yeah, you moved here in 2014. You went off to university. Yeah. What did you study there? Human movement science and physiology. Okay. Yeah. All right, good. Human movement science. Um I'm impressed by that. Either way you no matter which way you cut all of those words, I'm impressed by it. But then you came back from university because of the thing that will not be spoken. Yeah. Yes. COVID. That's the last time <laughs> we're going to mention COVID. Um, okay, so you came back to Hermanus then. And then right, right around that time, we met each other. Yeah, it was a few months. I came back <clears throat> the March of 2020. Okay. And then I think it was beginning Jan, let's say. Okay. Yeah, we. Which yeah. you are the first younger guy, single, that has sent me a message to say, what's up with church? And then actually showed up for church. Okay, that's interesting. You were the first. Now there's been a second person that you invited, but he hasn't come back. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> and just in case you're listening to this. No, I'm joking. He's not listening to this. <laughs> um, so that, that I don't know. I, okay, so I was impressed by that. Sure, I don't know if that's an extraordinarily impressive thing, but it made me say, oh, wow, you want to do something. Let's get together. Let's talk about this, right? Mm-hmm. And now you're sitting here. Yes. Yes. What, what, do you help me with human movement? What, what are you doing with that? With the human movement science? <laughs> yeah. um, actually not. Just to put you on the spot. <laughs> actually not a whole lot. Um, okay. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a very <sighs> interesting in a sad way kind of thing. Because it's, yeah. it's a degree that you have to build upon. So yeah, you can have right. your three-year degree. Um, but then you have to do your honors or your master's right. to actually yeah. use the, the, the degree. That's right. Yeah. Um, so yeah, no, at the moment I'm not yeah. using it as much as I probably should. I don't well, know. but you're experimenting in other areas. True. So hence the residency, which I jokingly call the internship because you do, you do more maybe than what some interns would do. Uh, residency is a bit of a strong word, but I think it's good. You're, you have really... You're getting to see all aspects of ministry, for better or for worse. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to keep a positive attitude so as not to scare you away from it. If that is something that you chose to do, mm. even though I'm pretty good at scaring people away from it, I feel like. No, you're okay. Okay, all right. Um, and what else do I need to know? What, what, why did you, how did you end up coming to Anchored? Why did you end up coming to Anchored? What led you to that point? Um, a low point in life. No. Um, okay, well, <laughs> long, medium, or short version. Let's do let's do medium, and then if I don't like what I'm hearing, we can cut it to short or okay. work to long. Okay, cool, cool, cool. So no, it was just it was 2020 was like the beginning of my fourth year okay. at varsity, um, and. Yeah, so essentially my friends and I decided no, this is gonna this is gonna be our big varsity year. We're gonna <laughs> go all out. Then at one stage, yeah, I just realized this isn't actually what I should be doing. 
decided I need to go to church, went to a church there in Poch and went to some kind of men's weekend. Okay. And it's at that point that things started to shift for me, went back to, to the church, then realized, oh, something's uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, and then the varsity shut down because of that which shall not be mentioned. <laughs> so I came home with a whole bunch of questions, you know, just kind of getting back into the faith and then having these, ex- like this experience at church that I don't think I agreed with, but now no one to ask the questions that I had boiling up inside of me. Yeah. So I turned to YouTube and kind of started watching everything on YouTube. Which is always the best place to turn. <laughs> always the best place to turn your right. So I went onto YouTube, kind of dabbled in everything that I knew back then, and that led me to more of like a reformedish kind of yeah, yeah. Um, side of Christianity. And then it was just before Christmas 2020. Yeah. My friend and I were sitting in the car outside actually outside of the office okay <laughs> and my friend had gone in to go and buy rollies mm-hmm. and while I was sitting alone in the car I was like sheesh I've been thinking about going to church and I saw the sign and I think back then it was still um mountain, mountain yeah so you literally got a sign from God <laughs> if you want to call it like that oh my that. goodness and I saw the sign and I was like oh, okay you know what I'll remember the I'll, I'll remember whatever the the, the um the website or whatever yeah, yeah, yeah. name is and I remember going home and it being like one o'clock in the morning I was like what's that website's name I said I was going to remember it I can't <laughs> remember it and it, searching Mountain View I saw Anchored and I was like what's happening but it, it said Anchored Baptist yeah. and I knew the people that I was listening to were Baptists yes, that's right. so I was like okay well this, this should then be good and then saw your number I remember sending you like a short message that took me probably half an hour Do to type. Do you mean to read it? I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> took me like half an hour to type because I was like, oh, I don't know how I should address this whole... But then, yeah, I, I just had a whole bunch of questions that I needed answering yeah. and then came to church that Sunday was something that I've never experienced before, usually being in a more charismatic church mm-hmm. and especially at Vast, you know, no one really cares about you in a church. Yeah, you kind of yeah. just rock up and then go home and coming to Anchor It, everyone was super friendly. Yeah. So that was uncomfortable. I, I always tell people <laughs> it was uncomfortable, but in like a really good way because driving away from that, I, I, that's what stuck with me. Yeah. And it's also after that when you said we should go and get a coffee and just chat and stuff and then from there I just went into it with questions and that's kind of I think still where I am at like right yeah at this point but obviously further along and that all those questions turned into this internship turned into something more more concrete yeah if I can put it like that so yeah that's well yeah so and it's interesting you you act you're talking as though you're not so far along but you're 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 far along you're doing some reading, a lot of reading. Trying to. I forced you to listen, to, I don't even know, to endless hours of podcasts that, and YouTubes and all this kind of stuff that seem like... Uh, I'm, I'm trying to guide you. Mm. I actually pulled up the list of things that I promised that I wouldn't do to you today. <laughs> like take credit for your work or 
you know, not take credit for my bad ideas, things like that. And one of them was, um, oh man, I'm blanking now, but it had something to do with like basically not indoctrinating you, but helping to guide you towards your own, you know, philosophy of ministry, your own, um, theological conclusions, so on and so forth. And, uh, I don't know, I don't know if I'm actually succeeding. I'm trying not no, but it's, it's, it's to it's, just drag you along. It's interesting that you say that because, um, I had a discussion earlier this week where I said, that's exactly what I love about this internship is, is exactly that, that you're not forcing anything onto me. You're kind of giving me, you're giving me the resources and the space to go and read and work out and come with questions and then guide me along. That's right. I mean, I tell you what I think is wrong. True, but that's also <laughs> that's also fine because then, you know, then then I get where you stand. Yeah. And then that allows me to figure out, okay, well, where do I stand then? You know, yeah. so no, I think you're doing a good job in that. Okay, wow. Okay, sure. That's a compliment. Thanks, man. Um, I wasn't expecting to be complimented. I'm blushing. I'm crying. <laughs> um, actually, there, this is... Okay, so you've pre... Preached three times? Okay. You've preached three times at church thus far, and one of the things that I've... Look, I'm, I'm not trying to get you to preach in one particular way. I, I... Actually, thinking back to when we first met each other, I never asked you your surname for like six months. So in my phone, I just had... Joshua Vadi, because Vadi Bachman was out. Yo, yeah, and so you know, you you've got some uh, some certain preachers that you've listened to that have influenced you, but then at the same time, one of the encouragements that I've always given to you is to preach shorter, and you've done that, dude. You've been surprisingly short, which is good. I actually like it. I like it. I think you're doing an excellent job. But I would argue that you you're still packing in the expositional work into the shorter sermon in, in ways that I can't, I can't seem to kind of uh, wedge in the expositional work along with the proclamation work. Um, I think you're doing a really good job of that too. Since I got a compliment, I got a good uh, Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that mixed with you spoke English, like English in your sermon and it was good. And it's a short sermon. Dude, there's three compliments for you. <laughs> All packed in one. I love it. <laughs> I can feel, I can feel my neck muscles starting to give in your way. Um, it, I wanted, I want to talk to you more about your, uh, some of the other things that maybe led you to having questions related to, uh, Christianity, theology, so on and so forth. But I got to ask you another question first. Okay. You ready? Yeah. When are you getting engaged? <laughs> I'm joking. You don't have to answer that question. I was going to say, can. you can't ask me this question because. India just heard about the podcast like last night. That's true. So she's going to be on like this. She doesn't need to know. She's going to listen to this because I told her that we're going on a podcast and now you're asking and then I'm going to give hints and then she's going to run with it. Hey, Tara thought of a great idea. Uh You know, we were talking about like kind of fake engagements along the way. Tara's got a good idea. Okay. I'll leave it at that for now. Cool. Cool. But India. 
Yes. You've met you met Indy at church. True, true. Um, <laughs> the kids told me to ask you an, an embarrassing question about India, but I, I don't know. I don't have any. Oh. So, um, okay, great. India, you guys are on the road to engagement. Yes. Which means on the road to marriage. True. 24 mm. has been, or 23 rather, I guess. Dude, that's an interesting year for you. That was a, uh, I think. It's a whirlwind. Yeah. 23 was a, a packed year, I guess. <laughs> looking back at it, looking back, probably. Sure. Very man. packed year. All right. All right. Well, I won't, I won't, I won't belabor the, uh, the engagement point. We'll, we'll, and we'll, we'll plan the wedding details in just a minute. But um, <laughs> I, want, I want to hear more about your, uh, for lack of a better term, spiritual history. Mm-hmm. So you mentioned you went to a church and you're like, eh, maybe this wasn't the what I was looking for in a church. Um, you came to Anchor and you said, oh, wow, this is everything. No, that's not true. It's not everything we've ever hoped for. Um, but... What what are some of the differences, and what is it that some of the influences that you've had in the past, um, maybe coming out of a more charismatic realm into a <laughs> significantly less charismatic realm? Um, talk to me about that. I love that you're using the word realm. That's, that's <laughs> <laughs> um, There's a ley line between the realms. <laughs> no, I'm joking. Sorry. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I think, I think, if I look back now, what what strikes me the most is growing up in that charismatic kind of vibe. Because I don't even know if it's like I don't want to misrepresent what yeah. charismatic truly is. Like I I call it charismatic because that's that's probably the closest thing I could relate. Sure. My well, it's like Baptist is. Yeah. The spectrum. Right. So it's... Because we didn't... We I remember going to church when I was in primary school, but not really sticking to church. Like, it wasn't... I didn't have that upbringing of, oh, church was a Sunday thing. Yeah. And then we went to, like, a, like a cell group, like a home group thing with a, a few friends. And the one guy there is a pastor. And I, I think... I, if I can put it like this, I kind of grew up just assuming everything, you know, yeah. assuming that because I am in a f- Christian family, I am Christian. And, right, right. you know, I, it's, it's difficult because I, I don't know, I don't know if I was taught anything. Yeah. I was just brought up to assume everything as, yes, that is the way it is and carry on with life. And... I think going into varsity, it's like it's there where all those gaps were exposed, yeah. And then leading that those three years, three and a bit years at varsity, like on this foundation of yeah, but I'm a Christian, you know, kind of trying to get yourself through that. There's there's no foundation in that, and then realizing I don't have a foundation. That was pretty scary. Yeah. And then coming back to the charismatic church, because it, it, it was a charismatic church. And just for the first time seeing this isn't right. Like, 
what happened at that church, I don't know if I should say, like there was just a, a, a lady that started saying things like, yo, if the whole church doesn't um, pray in tongues, the Lord's anointing, I think was what she said, isn't going to fall upon the church. Yeah. You know, yeah. that kind of language, which I'd grown up with, you know, it's like I was, I was like, all my people were they're speaking in tongues and the prophecies and the, all those things. Like it wasn't the language that scared me. It was, right. it was the way she was using the language. Yeah. With like such sureness? Yes, yes. And I remember sitting there going, I don't even know if this is right. Like I feel uncomfortable, but I don't know anything. And it it, it was that realization that I don't know anything about my faith. I don't know anything about why I believe what I believe. I, I think I know that I'm a Christian because I grew up Christian. Right, yeah. And, and it's kind of, it was, it was that thought coming back to Hermanus. Mm-hmm. I was like, well, why do I believe what I believe? And what, what is it actually that I believe? Yeah. Because it's weird. It's, I, I never doubted like, Christianity. Yes, yeah, yeah. It yeah. was, what about Christianity is, is actually true yeah. out of everything that I've been taught? What, what's solid? What can you actually... Exactly. Like, Sorry, that was a very... No, no, I like, I like all it. of it. I like all of it. Um, and now I don't, I'm not asking you to say anything that's incriminating of yourself or anyone else in your life, but as far as like different paths into a more charismatic understanding of the faith, just hit me with some keywords. Now I'm joking with ley lines, <laughs> no. but like some keywords out there of things so that people could maybe, uh, Google or, <laughs> or, um, uh, understand uh, what we mean by charismatic in this way. Well, from from my experience and how I grew up, it was a lot of, you know, oh, the Lord gave me this dream, okay. and then, you know, so that's why we need to we need to start doing this because the Lord gave me a vision, and you know we should all lay hands on each other and so that we can speak in tongues and yeah. you know you like. I, I never heard those, oh, if you don't speak in tongues, you're not saved. I never heard that, but it's, there was always kind of this pressure to, yeah. to okay, but you have to start speaking in tongues now. Right, you know, right. So it was, it was a lot of that and yeah. a lot of, a lot of hyper-spiritualistic kind yeah. of things. Everything was demonic attacks or spiritual this and spiritual that and this year is the year of the 50th something of something (laughs) that means that there's going to be peace and you know and it's a confirmation because I had a dream about it 10 years ago okay that's that's putting it out (laughs) but it's you've heard it though you wouldn't have said it if you hadn't heard it (laughs) but it's stuff like that so it's just a whole bunch of basically looking at it now it's building your foundation on experiential things yeah. and then taking okay. those experiences and then trying to draw it into the Bible, yeah. you know, and then, and then saying, Oh no, but the Bible is my foundation, but no, it's actually just used as an accessory to the dream that you think you've had or the vision that you think you've experienced. It's like, yeah, that's, that's kind of how I interpret everything that I grew up with. Yeah. Mm. Okay. All right, yeah, that's good. And I think um, 
But what, what was it then that struck you, like listening to Avadi, listening to someone like this then, that struck you as being markedly different and maybe some hints at a, a sure foundation? Mm. Um, well, look, I, I can only do it by like relating the differences because when I started looking on YouTube, there was a, a pastor that was like kind of up and coming okay. and like the more prosperity. But at that stage, he was not prosperity, but yeah. But at that stage, it was covered up. And obviously, I didn't know what I was watching, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I remember watching him and then listening to a Vodi sermon on brokenness. Okay. And yeah, okay, that it wasn't just a sermon. It was like a... A picture thing. It was the other channel that used the sermon. But I remember hearing the sermon and going, wow, who's this guy? Because this guy's like just the way he said everything. Yeah. Then I went and watched a sermon of his. And and I'd like to say now, oh, yeah, like I realized he had this depth of knowledge and he had this, the way he preached and his exposition. But back then I didn't know what any of those things were. It just, right, yeah. it was he had this assurance in what he was saying and it yeah. and it wasn't just Vodi, it was like it was Vodi and the Paul Washers and even the John MacArthur's. It was nothing was sugar coated. It there wasn't the hype and the music and the this. And yeah. it was the word of God that was preached and that was the assurance of everything surrounding that message. They didn't need to fill it in with stage antics and <laughs> It was, I just remember sitting there and where I could usually only focus for 15, 20 minutes on a, yeah. on a sermon, I could watch four or five hours a day of <laughs> these guys just... Pre- you got totally brainwashed is what you're saying. Yeah. And then going, I don't know what they're saying. They're talking about justification by faith. And I'm like, what is justification? And how does this have anything to do with faith? Yeah. And, and, and it's... Like, then those questions, then my questions started turning into proper questions, yeah. which started started giving me, like, wow, this this is actually leading me to what truth is yeah. and to, to to build my foundation around truth. Yeah. Because yeah. Um, yeah, I looked at them and I was like, I know there is gaps, but I looked at them and I was like, there's no gaps in what they're saying. It's... Yes. That's yeah. solid. That's yeah, yeah. that's preaching the word. Yeah. Yeah. And now and so then in order to understand those things better, you came to your Lutheran Baptist friend Wade, who's I able to know was a Lutheran Baptist back then. <laughs> but it's he's able to clear up everything <laughs> for you. Yeah, I you know, I show the gaps and then I fill the gaps. That's how it works, man. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's exactly right. So then we basically one of the things I've taught you is how you can love the 1689 
without loving everyone that loves the 1689 then, right? Mm -hmm. Okay, good. I'm glad that we've got that settled. We can move on from that point. Um... <laughs> Wade, we're supposed to love everybody. That's, we love that's... everyone. <laughs> Even the 1689ers. <laughs> I'm joking. Um, just joking. Uh, let's see here. Uh, what else do we need to talk about, Josh? Hey, you, so you preached this weekend. I've already given you all the compliments, but what what were what was the passage? Where were we at? It was John twenty verse. This is a test to make sure that you actually learned something from what you were preaching. Nope, I was running on <laughs> adrenaline. No, but it was John John twenty verse nineteen to thirty one. Okay, so it was basically the the, the doubting Thomas. Yes, passage. which and let's just clarify: was he doubting? Nope. That was, it's a text of unbelief. Oh, that's right. Unbelief versus unbelief. That's the way. And I would just like everyone to know that your sermon was approximately 13 minutes and 30 seconds. I called it. Oh, may the Lord bless you and keep you. Uh, because And that was like with a five-minute reading of the passage because I took that so slow. Hey, okay, you did read the passage pretty slow. But look, here's the deal. There was actually a point right towards the end of your sermon where you hesitated. Yeah. And you didn't go further on a certain train of thought. I presume this wasn't in your notes. No, it... it Talk to me because so where I, you were going, I was getting super excited I, and then you and then you pulled back. Yeah. So, what happened there? So my note. Oh, yeesh. <laughs> so in writing the notes, you know, my thought. To you didn't. You didn't transcript this time. I I started transcript okay. transcripting. Yeah. Um, and then that went south. <laughs> so I went back to my my arrows and speaking points. Okay. Um, so with the, that last part, my thoughts were everywhere and I kind of just whacked everything on the page. Yeah. And then in getting to that final piece, I think I missed like a few words yeah. that were crucial to, to get my thoughts through. Yeah. And when I missed that and I looked down and I just couldn't gather everything, I, I I was like, okay, just end it. Just, just <laughs> instead of instead of going and trying to do it again and then yeah. really messing up. Just yeah. Well, look, here's the deal, though. I you, I'll post it later today, and you weren't messing up. You were going to someplace good. I would actually like you to go back to that place sometime. I forget where what it is now. Yeah. You'll have to re-listen to it. Oh. And you, I mean, you ended well. You ended in the spot that you needed to end in. Mm-hmm. Um, but what did we learn from that passage? Um, well, I think I think what what was in, important for me and what I took out of it is, you know, the fact that, well, one we all look at it and go, oh, you know, Thomas was doubting, but in in actual fact, Thomas was challenging was challenging God out of a place of unbelief, and yeah. that's exactly what what we do. But I th I think it would. Not be harsh, but it would be rough to say that we do it exactly as Thomas does it. Yeah. Because Thomas was very, was very direct in in his unbelief. Yeah. You know, as as Christians, I see it. You know, they were you lying in bed, and you're like, oh, "Well, Lord, you know, I I don't know if you're gonna get me through this." Those kinds of things, all those 
become challenges and become those ways we set up we set up God to come down to us that's so that right. we yeah, can see him work in our lives that's good um, and that's not how it works even as you were pre- as you were preaching I was thinking about um, I mean I was only thinking about what you were saying obviously but no I was thinking about I mean this is kind of what Job did too when Job asks questions of God and then God says okay now I'll answer your questions if you can answer mine exactly <laughs> that's exactly what Thomas like he's like yeah 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 no when when Jesus shows up to me yeah then yeah. I'll answer yeah because yeah. in prepping for the sermon I, in the back of my mind I thought it would be good to bring in like the Job because yeah. there are there are characters in the Bible that do challenge God mm-hmm. and then definitely come out second best. Yeah. <laughs> but in again, in prepping for the sermon, I think I got so caught up in the different directions that this text yeah, can go all over into. The place, you're right. And some of the more difficult um, points, you know, like Jesus coming and the doors being locked and the forgiving of sins and the not forgiving of sins I think I got overwhelmed with what do I focus on and what do I not so trying to to look out into the rest of the text and bring not yeah. the specific text but into the rest of the Bible to go gather information um, I was like no stick to the text keep in with what what yeah. I can get from these few verses so now let's say Jesus walked through the wall or he materialized somehow. Okay, let's just say that that's, those are two of our options. Mm-hmm. Have you ever seen the Kool-Aid man from, I think it was Family Guy, when he busts through the wall? Mm-hmm. And he goes, oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> did you know this? No. <laughs> what if Jesus did actually just burst through the wall? And the, the no, little note about the door being locked is like, yeah. And then he, he busts through the wall. What do you think about that? Am I allowed to hold that belief, or do you think that's supported by the text? Sheesh, I don't even know. Now you're like asking a question, and <laughs> my brain's trying to work through the commentaries that I had to read and the arguments they made. I doubt that was presented as an option. Yeah. No, no, I, I don't think he busted through the door because <laughs> later in the text, that door's still standing. That's true. So he, he like needed. Yeah, those those walls would probably have been hard to break through too. Yeah, no, but I, I, I don't know. that. That's why I kind of just left that out. Yeah, that's good. Because I think in the one commentary, they explain why this is pointing, I think, to omniscience or something. Okay. And how if you get things confused and you're in this heresy, yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah. that's why I'm not even going to touch yeah, exactly. it. Exactly. I'm not even going to get there because <laughs> I don't know what they're talking about. Exactly. Um, yeah, there's well. So here's the other thing too. Like we follow a, a lectionary, so you know certain sets of readings. And one of the readings was from Acts chapter five. Uh, Peter gets put in prison, and the an, an an angel of the Lord opens the doors, and he gets let out. And I, it wasn't until Saturday night all week I've been trying to put together like, okay, why would these sets of readings be in the lectionary this week. And I think it was because of that, that where Jesus speaks peace, right. To the, to the disciples, to the apostles there. And, um, that was another point in your sermon that I clung on to because it was almost, uh, it was almost like 
when you said it out loud in front of everyone, you almost had this look on your face like, whoa, wait a second. He actually just spoke the piece, and that's how you receive things from Jesus. Mm. Um, I don't know. Something, no, no, in your, that's... something in your body language was like, yeah, no, well, no. I just said that out loud. Is is this true? Yeah. Is this how this works? So there's a bit of a backstory to that. <laughs> because in prepping, like the whole sermon, I was yeah. fine and confident. And, you know, I knew it was a rough text, but not necessarily rough. But it, it, out of the three that I've preached, it was the more difficult yeah, text. That's that's true. Um, and then, you know, complications at home. Yeah the weekend just took like a turn yeah you know, and I just found myself doubting throughout the whole weekend you know I was sitting there like oh, I should just send Wade a message and tell him oh, I can't <laughs> preach you know something came up you know can't <laughs> preach and every time I think that it's like no like I know I have to preach I know I've got to do this and then Sunday Saturday I know, it. I know I said I'm not going to stay up till 12, but I did. Yeah, and, yes, you did. I can tell. And, um, <laughs> and I remember typing out, because all I had to do was just type out my sermon. I had right. everything. Right. And I remember getting to the point where I wanted to talk about certainty. And I sat there and I was like, I don't. Yeah. I, I, I don't have certainty about anything. <laughs> right. And it was just... <laughs> downhill from there and it just went from bad to worse yeah and that morning I got up and you know just trying to to think through the way I was feeling on well Saturday Sunday morning one o'clock um I prayed actually I prayed a prayer from the vision of valley okay yeah yeah. I'm the one that for the Lord's Day. Okay, and yeah. it's just like, you know, this isn't about me. This is about the word that I have to go and preach. So even if it's five minutes or... That's true. It's, yeah. it's about the word. And it's funny that you say that because after preaching this sermon, which was my most stressful build-up, yeah. I walked away feeling the most comfortable and most relaxed that I've ever felt after preaching yeah, and it, it it might have been at that point. I don't think I would know because I was going through what yeah, I had. Yeah, yeah. But I I did feel I felt so. Wow, like this all this is true that I've just said. This is, this is yeah. Like yeah. I can I can hold on to these words that, that essentially that I just preached. Yeah. But that, that I just heard or read and it was. Yeah. You know, it's funny. So I think I, I told Tara, she, well, Tara asked me afterwards yesterday. She's like, so how did Josh do? I'm like, I don't know. I don't even know. Because I, I sat there. I listened to you. I, I had a couple notes from the sermon. I, I understood everything you were saying. But then when I re-listened to the recording, getting ready to edit the just for sound, um, I suddenly realized like, oh, wow, Josh did a great job on this sermon. And it's funny how when I listen to most preachers, you know, like some guys are just really natural or they're just really good or they're, uh, they've memorized their transcripts or whatever. Um, they do a good job. And then, you know, I listen to some preachers and they kind of preach themselves into a corner and they got to preach themselves back out. And I kind of like watching people squirm 
<laughs> right? Um, and then, but when I see you up there, oh man, this is how I know I actually like you, Josh. It's because <laughs> I'm like, ooh, how's, oh, I hope he gets out of this one. How's he going to get out of this one? Um, and so I, I, I don't know why, but I, like when David at church preaches or Derek, I don't get nervous for them up there, but I, I've been getting nervous for you. Oh. Not that you can't do it. No, but and you I, do it. But I think you also know that you know, sheesh, it's a, it was only my third one. So yeah, that's true. at some point, there's going to be a corner that I get myself into, <laughs> and I'm going to stand there and go, Ooh, I don't know how I can get out of this." One. Well, here's another problem that you and I both uh, struggle with, and I'll I'll sum it up through um, something that we did on Wednesday night, which is our young adults. Um, something we, it's young younger people, and then I'm the older person there, so that's mm-hmm. great. Um, but the question that we started off with last week, it was from Court Christianity or the White Horse Inn, and um, the question that we started off with is, do you ever get a sense that life is meaningless? <laughs> and of course, all the ladies in the group are like. What does this word meaningless mean? No, I don't think so, you know? And I'm looking at you, and you're looking at me, and I just feel like, oh, man, yeah. You and I, we have the same struggle. And that existential crisis, every time we have to um, come back to terms with the fact that uh, Scripture is actually presenting something concrete to us, uh, presenting something certain to us, um, and all of a sudden we realize like, oh, wow, no, we, there is something that we can be certain about or should be certain about. And um, I do feel like the text goes to work on us mm-hmm. in a way that um, even though everyone deals with it, every preacher deals with the text, um, you and I, and I'm speaking for myself, so you can throw yourself in here if you want to. I battle with existential crisis on a daily basis for whatever reason. And, um, yeah, it comes out in the preaching. Yeah, that's true. And, yeah. I think for me, it came out in that real when I was working with the certainty concept in my head. Like, yeah. I think, I think that's what happened. And when I say things went south, it's like, I think it was just this whole realization of like how uncertain I actually am yeah. about everything. And looking, because I've looked back at it since, since preaching and everything, like I do think it was, oh, sheesh, this is going to sound like so cliche, but um, <laughs> I do think it was the text like working on me before I could go out and yeah. have this text be preached to other people. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah so that, I think that's, that's why it was, it was it was rough, but then when I woke up that morning, and you know, just going through the motions that I did, it was like, no, I like this is this is what I need to be doing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and no, I do I do struggle with the existential, <laughs> existential, and and overthinking basic concepts. Yes. You know, and, and that's and that's a challenge that this 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 um takes, like had for me because now it wasn't even just basic concepts I was overthinking. It was trying not to overthink the difficult concepts within this text as well. Um, So that was also pretty tough. Yeah. Yeah. All right, man, we should probably wrap this up because no one's going to listen for a whole hour um, except for India. 
Sure. Which, Andy, I would just like to, when you're listening to this, like two or three times, because I know you got to hear Josh in his sultry voice. Uh, but I just want to thank you for ruining this podcast because Josh and I can't have secrets between one another anymore. And he's not telling me anything about the engagement. And this is frustrating. Uh, but uh, anything else we need to wrap up with? Uh, Josh, we should do this again sometime. We actually yeah. do this twice a week where we sit down just minus a microphone. True. And usually we're talking a lot more about conspiracy theories. <laughs> and UFC. And UFC. <laughs> That's right. Um, which we can't do on here because then the lizard people will know about it. True. That's right. Okay. So anyway. <laughs> um, anything else we need to talk about today? Next time we can talk about maybe... Uh, you're working with the kids right now, New City Catechism, blah, blah, blah. Mm. I want to hear about some of your thoughts on that. And um, we can talk a little bit more about some of the other things you're doing. But anything else from you? No, I think that was a pretty good pretty good introduction. Yeah, I think so too, man. Thanks, Josh. Cool. Uh, Joshua von Prinsberg. I'm never going to be able to say your name properly, <laughs> so forgive me. Um, and uh, that's it. That's it here. Team comes out. <laughs> <laughs>